Hey, another exciting law and lawyering unplug coming at you right before Thanksgiving. And I want to get this in. Uh, I've been uh, late on a couple of these, so I'm trying to catch up. This is an anatomy of a collection lawsuit by specifically looking at the bill of sale and the assignment. So this first lawsuit is a PRA, a Portfolio Recovery Associates lawsuit versus my client. And um, they're using a bill of sale, assignments, a sale file, and they're supporting that with an affidavit. Seems like you can't win, right? Wrong. <laughs> You're going to win because, as I say in all my other videos, see every collection defense video, counter video, all this stuff. You use their documents against them. It's the, it's the best way to do this. So let's first look at the bill of sale document. And before we put that up, we'll put up the complaint second page and look at paragraph six. In paragraph six, PRA is saying CIT Online Bank is the original creditor. And you can see the way I've counseled you in the past how to look at these lawsuits. You'll see I have FFFF and then true. Put up the second page, Shazam. Paragraph six is where they're saying the creditor is CIT. We'll just call them CIT, online bank CIT. So if you then go to the bill of sale, and I am going to use notes so I can do this right. If you look at the bill of sale, the first bill of sale, let's go Shazam bill of sale. That is their bill of sale, and you can see Dell Financial Services and Portfolio Recovery Associates are making a deal to sell somebody's debt. And the second page is signed 16th day of December 2021, and you can see the electronic signatures between Dell Financial Services and Portfolio Recovery, PRA. Now, attached to that, which they talk about in the bill of sale, is the Exhibit A1. Now, I'm going to present to you two different uh, lawsuits, but they really center on the same thing. The bill of sale in this first lawsuit has an exhibit and a sale file. So it ends, if you look, let's do this, Exhibit to Bill of Sale A1 Shazam. See the end, salefile.xls, you can see that's the data extension. Key on that, remember that. They're saying they sold a bunch of debts, and they always call them accounts, in a sales file that should transfer between each assignee and assigner. So there's two problems and two ways you're gonna win this lawsuit. Number one, in this Exhibit A1 Bill of Sale, which is attached to the first Bill of Sale, they say they move these accounts actually before the Bill of Sale was even signed. And also, you can see they've introduced a company called WebBank. I don't know how WebBank just dropped right in there, but where's CIT? In order for WebBank to give anything to Dell Financial Services, which Supposedly, Dell's Financial Services has something to give to Portfolio Recovery. CIT must give to WebBank to do what it is saying here, assign and sell and transfer 
uh, everything from Web Bank to Dell Financial Services. So that's uh, brick number one and break number one. Um, and also key, as I said, on the sale file XLS, .xls. Uh, you then have a new bill of sale attached. This is all in the same lawsuit. It's like it's chum in the water for me. I mean, I have to pick how I'm going to beat you with how much stuff they put in front of me. Uh, you can see the next bill of sale, which is supposed to say that Web Bank's giving something to a couple of new companies, Dell Revolver and again Dell Financial. If Dell Financial doesn't have enough all stuff already. They've now got some more. They got some more stuff coming their way, and again, these entities have not received anything to give to Dell. What's going on in the backdrop is this debt was securitized, and it's gone to many different uh, recipients. It's been chopped up, and now they're trying to get it all together to give to PRA. It's a lot of work, and I assure you that my client's debt is not in any of this because. As they say in paragraph six of the creditor of the complaint, the creditor is CIT Online Bank, which is nowhere to be seen. And if look at this bill of sale, Shazam, it has it's not even centered. It's like somebody just quickly made something up, which if any of this is to believe, they at best it was made up. And then a John Sargent signs all this, title controller, with no date no certification and and who does john represent it's just a controller controller of what and for whom also look at the signature it's faded compared to the the font of the other part of the to the left bill of sale so this has so many holes that i've got to fill uh this should take and i think i settled this in like two days or something uh you just point out what i'm pointing out to you so there's a schedule one bill of sale dated Back to December 13th, 2021. Let's put it on the screen, Shazam. And you can see that they've popped up with a new sale file. Um, it is, uh, I believe, different from the first one. It's in there. Uh, but it has its new, it still has a XLS on the end, but they also include a sales file and you can read it for yourself. <laughs> Uh, sales files and info uh, forward slash FY22 forward slash FY22 FFDS. It says these are a bunch of accounts. It doesn't say to whom and who, both who was the recipient and who gave it. Uh, but we're supposed to believe my client's debt is in there. So what they do um, as a result, actually, at least in Michigan, as a result of a case that I was part of in the Court of Appeals, they now present what's called a data form. So let's go to Shazam data form and you'll see there is the aforementioned sale file FY22, this time bottom line FFDS, bottom line M11, bottom line sale file. And you'll see there's no extension. There's no data extension. So what they say is in one account uh, pool of accounts cannot be in this pool of accounts without the same data extension. Again, I can make the analogy if uh, you wrote to brianparker.com and then wrote to brianparker.net, you'd go to two different places but not the same. Here they don't even have the dot, whatever it is. But that's what they feed you and make it so easy for you to win these cases. 
and again, this new sale file has shown up, and I have, if you go to page two of the sale file, Shazam, again, there's the data extension less sales file. And by the way, there's a couple of bill of sales here. I'm not sure what they're expecting us to believe. But again, they've called in the second page, CIT Online Bank as the original creditor. And, and remember, indeed, that nowhere in any of the bills, bill of sales is CIT mentioned anywhere. And they are the original creditor. They're the father's whole thing, and that's nowhere to be found. And if you look below the original creditor on the second page, they've got a new uh, data file, Freshco FF. December 2021, so I guess the other one was 11 November, this one's 2021, Sales Web Bank. So it's a convoluted mess and it's their making. And if you look quickly below, you'll see loan pool number. That's a hint and a half for you that this is so securitized and in so many trusts. Uh, you're gonna win this easily. But they can't leave well enough alone and they have an affidavit attached saying, yep, what we say is what you got. And on affidavit is, is a swearing under oath that if you don't believe us, we're going to bring this swearing, swearing under oath uh, piece of paper. And again, you've seen all my videos on account stated statutes and the importance of having a counter affidavit. Look above at my videos, how to ASS counter affidavits, how to create a super killer counter affidavit. I do it all the time. You've got enough to kick the crap out of these. But they, again, do it themselves. In this case, I let's put the affidavit up. Shazam. You'll see that the original creditor, she swears under oath, is CIT Online Bank, therefore contradicting everything I just read to you that they produced. And it's more convoluted. They're transferring to the account assignee, which I believe, yes, is portfolio recovery, everything that Dell Financial received. But Dell Financial cannot receive anything until CIT Online has sent everything to those at least three entities that claim to own part of this. It's a mess, but it's a mess that's good for you. The affidavit is all over the place. Again, this is small, but it's big because she's swearing under oath. She refers to my client here as the defendant and uh, PRA as the plaintiff, yet the affidavit was sworn on, under oath and signed in Virginia, not Michigan where the case is from, a month before the lawsuit was even contemplated or filed. So how can she swear under oath anybody is, an is a defendant or a plaintiff? Uh, maybe she's Superman and can spin the world around. I don't know. <laughs> so. This is good for you. You have a complete broken chain of title from beginning to end. Just, you want to key on one thing? Key on the original creditor and watch to see where, whatever they own, how and when and where it travels. In this case, it doesn't travel very far. Uh, and that's good. You have yourself a winning case. Uh, the second um, example I'm going to give you is just to focus on the file extensions. Again, it's a PRA versus another client of mine. And this is an example of how file extensions are important and missing, missing file extensions are doubly important for you. So 
An example of a file extension would be CV, CSV, PDF, Docs, DOCX or DOX, uh, RTF. You, you've got to have that in, just as important to have .com or .net or .org. And in this case, uh, let me put this bill of sale on the screen for you, Shazam. And in this case, I'm going to try and read it, but the data file is named FFS, FFS, unders, underline 2020-12, underline FNL. I'm reading without my glasses, so give me a break. Um, <laughs> with no real data extension, and they're claiming all their Barclays accounts, my client included, is in this uh, mix. It isn't. Uh, there are no identifiers on the bill of sale here is what I want to point out to you. So there's no data extension to even claim you have something to then assign to somebody. And if you go to the sale file attached to the data extension less bill of sale, you'll find the sale file uh, CSV, but it's, it's not a, uh, an account, uh, keeper or data file that has your debt because they didn't start out with the necessary data extension so they can put all everything they want it just ain't right if there's no file extension in a file description there's no connection between two addresses the one in the bill of sale and the one in the sale file remember the bill of sale they claim shows that your debt was sold the sale file is what they present to the court to show, see, here's the specific debt of Joe that has traveled over. But both data extensions have to be similar. Both addresses have to be the same for there to be a connection, which is not the case here. You can focus just on that if you want. You can also, as I always counsel, just go, where's the assignment specific to Mr. Smith's case? Um, the data file described on the bill of file, again, does not match the data file description on the second and the third page of the sale file. I'll put up both pages of the sale file of the second case, Shazam, Shazam. And you can see, if you see the end of the description of the sale file, then go to the bill of sale, you see there's no connection. It's as simple as that. It's not being picky or anything like that. You gotta, you gotta show proof. It, that's not being picky. Um, without specifying a file extension, we have no way of knowing if the data in the first bill of sale actually made it to the sale file. The sale file is everything. The rules of evidence are everything. And for any piece of paper like this to come in, which by the way has not been properly certified, not been proven, and we don't even know who the author is, it has to meet what's it's a law school term, but I, it stuck to my brain. It has to meet an indicia of reliability. There must be a minimum or modicum amount of reliability where we can trust it because the person that created the document isn't, document isn't able to be with us in court or in a deposition or however you're using the document. And again, hearsay is an out-of-court statement offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted. If it isn't meeting that standard of care, it's hearsay and we have to have an exception for it to come in. And an exception is an exception. It can't swallow the general rule, which it ain't coming in. And again, remember, a lot of these documents are from different states and different fathers 
and they've got to be perfect. They've got to be very good. If they just want to be very good, that's fine. But there's no connection in this case, in example number two, between the bill of sale and the sale file, which is everything for you to prove, uh, debt collector, that you should have the right to sue my client, which generally, especially with PRA, they don't. So that is my quick video on data extensions and bill of sales and how you can use their documents against them. And again, assignments are everything, baby. Data extensions help too. Either one, you can win your case. If it's from an evidentiary standpoint of it's hearsay or it just doesn't add up in the first one, for example, CIT just disappeared. And that's what happened. People, owners come and go and there's no connection, but nobody, nobody asks questions unless they're represented by me. So you go be you and represent you and use this information and I hope it helps. Uh, this is Brian Parker thanking you again for your attention.